Hey everybody, welcome to Cincinnati Real Producers Podcast, powered by Nextdoor Photos. I'm Patrick Braddock, owner and publisher of Cincinnati Real Producers. And I'm Daniel Ziegler, owner of Nextdoor Photos. Every week, we're getting to know Cincinnati's top realtors. Our goal is to elevate and inspire the real estate community throughout greater Cincinnati. Right, today we have Andrew Hersey with Star One Realtors. Andrew is in his ninth year selling real estate and his career volume is over 71 million. In 2023 alone, his volume was an outstanding 15 million, up from 12 million in 2022. Andrew has been honored with the Circle of Excellence Award every year since 2017 and the Ohio Realtors President Sales Club since 2016. Andrew was also the recipient of the Realtor Alliance of Greater Cincinnati's Realtor of the Year Award in 2022. Welcome to the show, Andrew Hersey. Hello. Welcome. Realtor of the Year, man. Yeah. That's pretty distinguished. I was shocked. 6,000 plus agents. And at that point, there was probably 7,000. Yeah, we haven't lost that many. Um, There's there's an estimation that there'll be, in the next five years, I think an 8% or so loss nationally in... um, Realtors, really. Um, a lot of that's probably retirement. Um, you're gonna have a changing market, uh, right. so you're always gonna have. But uh, probably about sixty five hundred now. Um, Good. But yeah, I it was know. it was very surprising. Yeah. I, I I knew I interviewed for it. I didn't know I got it, and it was cool. That's really, really cool. cool. That's really congratulations cool. for that, man. Like, Thank that's, you. That's, that's that's really cool. So that's one thing we've started with our publication too. Is every year, the realtor of the year we've we've done a feature on too. No matter if they were featured a month before or whatever. I mean, I'd like a little heads up if the board is listening. That would be nice. But like, um, no matter what, we were always going to do an article on the realtor of the year. So that's um, so well deserving too, man. Your your business has really come a long way since I think the first time we've met each other. Yeah, so, thank you. It has. It really has. It's great. It's fantastic. I, I was there when you got the award, and I remember it was kind of a it was a fun moment for you and your family. And uh, speaking of your family, you want to you want to tell us about your family? Yeah, um, my uh, my wife. Um, we've been married. Our anniversary is in t- uh, the end of December, so we just went over. Be careful. Uh-oh. <laughs> eight years um, <laughs> that we've been married. Um, I have a stepson who's in college. He's um, he's was home for the holidays, and then my um, daughter is ten, and my son is seven. Awesome. So, um, you know, we live over in Westchester. Live there. I told myself when I lived in Oakley Hyde Park, Norwood, I was like never moving back to the suburbs, and I now live back in the suburbs. Boom. The things we do for kids. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, love my family. My son goes on showings with me all the time. Um, usually there's a, the, an end game for him, a suite or uh, something UDF. Something for him. Yep. Something afterwards that he tries to ploy me into and usually gets because uh, he's the youngest. But um, I mean, I'll go on showings with yeah, you if yeah. you're taking me to UDF. You want to keep my mouth closed, Dad? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I'm like, hey, you want that UDF <laughs> stop running around. Um, but yeah, so he goes on showings with me. My daughter actually helps out a lot with like stamping envelopes and, uh, and put labels on envelopes. So if you get an envelope from me and it's a little crooked, that's my 11 right. year old did it. 
That's so right. she's got ADHD. Business. She's not very good at filled with love there. <laughs> yeah, man. That's exactly. Awesome. Exactly. So yes, that's, um, I love, love my little family and, uh, my stepson's in college, which is crazy. Um, my wife and I started dating when, um, when he was six. So just, uh, He's bigger than me too, so I gotta watch what he said, what I say, in case he right. watches this. So yeah. I want to get beat up. <laughs> well, we don't want you to be. <laughs> so where did you and your wife meet? We met through mutual friends at the establishment in uh, in 2011. Um, a very nice so, establishment. Yes, is what you meant to say, right? Yes, a very nice the establishment <laughs> in Oakley. Uh, but no, we we had met a little bit before that um, through mutual friends. Um, our first date was to Tellers, um, or I miss Bravo. That place, man. Bravo or Tellers. We we did like back to back nights, and I can't remember which one was which, but one of them was. Then that's actually our uh, December eighteenth. Our wedding anniversary is actually our dating anniversary as well. Oh, wow. So wow. I'm really glad she allowed me to do that, so I can remember when both of those dates <laughs> that's are. It's very very thoughtful of her. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. That's so cool. So Cincinnati native. I take it. Moved away for a year. Did you? Moved to Dallas. No reason. Just moved to Dallas. Sounded good. Loved it in Dallas. Kind of a cool city, man. I was <laughs> Ran out say. of money. Um, I was in my 20s, early 20s. Um, and I had a friend that was moving there. And um, she was like, I need a roommate. And I was like, I want to get out of here for a little bit. Um, I don't even think I, I, I don't think I made it there a year. Um, I was there almost a year. And uh, like every good Midwesterner, moved back home. Mm-hmm. That's where family's at. We're true Cincinnatian. For yeah, that yeah. A true Cincinnatian. Yeah. Um, I moved back home and um, and uh, just kind of got back on my feet here and and uh, got rolling with bartending. That's awesome. Yeah. It's the question of the day though is where'd you go to high school? Fenwick High School. Fenwick High School. Middletown. Really? Middletown Fenwick. Um, I wanted to play sports. I was four eleven, maybe five foot, five foot if I stood on my tiptoes, uh, and I weighed a whopping probably ninety five pounds. <laughs> um, my options were Moeller, Saint X, and Fenwick. I wasn't playing football at Moeller, Saint X at ninety five pounds. Yeah. Uh, maybe tackling dummy, which I was tackling dummy at Fenwick anyways. But um, <laughs> we did, um, I ended, well, here's another factor in that. I was an eighth grade boy deciding on where to go to school and Fenwick was co-ed and Moeller and St. X were all boys. Yeah. So made my decision. Um, I still ended up going to um, MND's prom, Ursuline's prom, Lakota East, West, Fairfield, uh, Mason, um, probably a couple others. I went up to Bowling Green for a homecoming or prom oh one time. Um, so I kind of just, I made friends with everybody. That was, I, I was a socialite. I made friends with a bunch of people, um, all kinds of groups. My Lakota West group was, um, was band members. They were amazing. We went to prom three. I went to prom three years in a row, um, with that whole group. Uh, we're all still friends today. Um, and then like all athletes, theater, whatever. I hung out with everybody. That's I didn't awesome. care. I didn't have a group. I didn't have a lunch table. I had a different lunch table every day of the week. That's that's, great. that's so fun. And that does not shock me. Yeah. Talk a lot. <laughs> yeah, you say you, you were a socialite. I'm like, I don't think that needs to be past tense. It's toned down a little bit. Kids, married, 
I don't go out as much. Um, I do. Um, I do travel. We talked about this. Yeah, I travel gosh. quite a bit. Um, conferences, NAR events, um, Tom Ferry events, things like that that I go to. Where my goal, yes, I want to learn what they're teaching up there. I'm here to network, so that way, Patrick, when you want to move to Denver, I've got two real estate agents for you in Denver. Yeah. I might move to Denver someday. Yeah, Denver's nice. But uh, I've got two real estate agents that I know, that I've met, that I've talked to, that I have a personal relationship with. They're reputable, yeah. I'm not going on Facebook and saying, who knows somebody in Spokane, Washington? I know somebody in Spokane. I've met them. Yeah. So it's a a matter of, for me, meeting as many people as I can so that when my clients have somebody that they want or when my clients need somebody in a city that they move to, I can give them somebody that I know that I've interviewed and they may, they may not know they're getting interviewed. I'm having a lunch or a happy hour drink with them and I'm listening to that, listening to them talk and I'm figuring out if they would be a good fit for my client. Um, so that, that I take very seriously when I travel for work. Mm -hmm. Um, because I don't want to put my name on it. I don't want to put my name on something that is some random from, Facebook. Sure. I'll say this till the day I die. You can go to a networking event and sometimes the best part of the networking event is sitting at the bar and having a drink with somebody you just met. Absolutely. You know, like, yes, you want to learn, you want to take notes, you want to take a few, digest a few things to take with you. Um, cause you can't take everything. Nobody's able to apply everything to their business. Right. So you want to get those nuggets, but I have learned more just striking conversation with an Andrew at the, at the bar and being like, Oh man, Spokane, but boom, you know, and like the fact that you could do that for your clients and pre-vet somebody and save probably what would be hours and hours of research for them to try to, cause that's a, that's a serious thing. You know, you want to find somebody that you know, like, or, or at least good trust or see yourself trusting. Mm-hmm. But then when it's like, Hey, Andrew, you got anybody? Yeah. Perfect. I trust Andrew. So I trust you. Let's yeah. go. So, and they know me too. So that's, that's awesome. the other side of yeah, it. Um, great. I, I had 14% of my business this year was inbound or outbound referrals. Hmm. Um, and that's through agents only. That's not counting my sphere referring right. their friends, family to me. Right. So that's, that's pretty impressive, huge. man. That's awesome. I mean, I, I've got an ROI on my travel. So there, there you, you go. go. Positive. That's right. Well, and then you can explain that to the family and be like, yeah, it is worth yeah. it, guys. I'm telling See, you. Look at this. This is what I made. Cancun was really hot. Uh, <laughs> it was really hot, I swear. Cancun is always a work trip. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, awesome. let's let's back up before yes. we get too far down this yeah. road because Sorry. this is that's going to be a lot of fun to talk through. But so before real estate, you were a bartender, right? Yes. So let's talk through your journey from you know, from high school, from all of your prom experiences yeah. and homecomings through, you know, you were a bartender and now you're a top producing real estate agent. So let's, let's go back before those days and, and tell, tell us a little bit about that. We talked about this for a second. I worked at the beach water park, nice. RIP beach water park. Um, I worked there for two summers in, um, I also worked at Kings Island for a summer or two. Okay. Um, worked at every nightclub downtown that you could name in the mid 2000s mcfadden's uh mcfadden's closed and became blackfin and i worked at blackfin darn it uh i worked at blackfin during the week and it was sweet uh on the weekends which was the nightclub in the back um 
I worked at FB's. I worked at, which it was FB's a long time ago, became Rosconi, and then is FB's again, I think, maybe. Um, I worked at Mint. I worked at Lodge Bar. Um, No kidding. You name it, downtown, I probably bartended there. Uh, Whether I was on payroll, that's a different story. I guess bartended a lot. Hmm. Um, Better for me. Yeah. At the time, still come get me. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that was um, my nightclub days. I also worked at a couple hole in the wall bars, uh, Car Rock Cafe, which isn't there anymore, and Deer Park. Um, one of my really good friends um, that I worked with at Fox and Hound over here in Mason, um, her mom owned a bar in Deer Park called Car Rock, which before that it was O'Yeager's, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a NASCAR bar. I don't know anything about nascar but that was the my favorite place that That's i ever worked awesome. really um i'm i think we finally got credit card machines around like 2009 eight or nine they finally pulled credit card machines but it was one of those where if you're a regular you come in and i write everything down on a ticket and if you don't have the money i put it in a pile you come back and pay it at the end of the week so you have a running tab that you can pay on your payday at that that was the type of bar that it was That's amazing. um so I worked at a bunch of bars. Um, I worked at TQL like anybody else in Cincinnati. Um, I'm pretty sure 90% of the city has worked there at some point sure. in time. Or has a connection to or it. Or yeah. knows somebody right, yeah. or has some sort of connection to it. Um, I learned a lot of good things from there, though. Mm-hmm. Um probably my least favorite job and i also did collections for the department of education for two years so that says a lot about being my least favorite job um but really i've always really enjoyed the jobs that i've had where i feel like i'm helping somebody Mm -hmm. um bartending eh. i'll go into that in a second but like the the collections if somebody would take my phone call, I could verify them. I could get them into a program that they can afford hmm. to get out of, to to pay their student loans back, to get it off of their credit report, which didn't make a whole lot of sense then because I didn't really understand credit reports and things. But I understand that now. Mm-hmm. And I understand how big of a deal having a, right. a debt, especially from the Department of Education, I, I realize how big that is on a credit report now. And mm-hmm. I didn't really then, but I knew I was helping people get out of that bad situation. Um, the um, bartending, helping people, I don't look at that as like handing them drinks as helping them, that's probably not. But there were a lot of conversations I had mm-hmm. with people that I was not qualified to have. Um, I I was 12 years as a bartender. I feel like after 10, you should get an honorary doctorate as a psychiatrist. Um, Real estate's the same way. We're hearing, you know, I'm um, gonna list a house here soon where um, one of my past clients has a friend whose dad passed away. So we're gonna go through that process. I deal with a lot of people that are going through a divorce, which is this incredibly unfortunate situation. But you have to know how to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, man, bartending, it's crazy. We were talking about the meme, your hierarchy of hospitality. You start as a hostess. Host or hostess, then you go to a uh, server, and then you go to a bartender, then bar manager, and then real estate. You know, I felt attacked when I saw that, but it's very true. Yeah. Um, we, as, as bartenders, we would 
we would take people and and you aren't going to be a good bartender if you can't talk to people kind of the same for real estate um you can kind of get away with it Mm -hmm. but you have to know how to talk to people to be good at real estate Mm -hmm. yeah no doubt about it well i think it's it's interesting how you talked about earlier the you know you're friends with everybody and you're like yeah I, i can talk and i'm like yeah you can talk but the fact that you can talk to everybody is a very, very much a tribute to probably a lot of success in real estate. Cause you're not like, Hey, I'm looking for, you know, I could talk to type A over here, but not type B. Whereas you, you have a, you have a way of helping everyone on a level that they understand and they can connect with, you know? So that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. It takes some adapting yeah. uh, because I'm very, like I could be over, <laughs> overbearing and I realize that and it, and it's reading people's body language and things like that. And that again, bartending, you'd learn to read people's body language. You learn, okay, they're very uncomfortable. They don't like either what I'm talking about. They don't like what, they don't like where this is going. Let's change the subject. Let's talk in a different tone. Let's figure out what we need to do to make them feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really adapting to different people and understanding different people and understanding their body language. Um, But, you know, a big thing, a big focus uh, for me this year um, on the national level, I'm on the Young Professionals Network um, again, which I got a second term, which almost nobody gets a second term and they're two year terms. So I was actually getting ready to fall off of YPN this year and I was going to move on to another committee and I was put back on NAR YPN. Um, And one of our feedback uh, pieces that we got from an August event was that it felt very clicky and they didn't include newer people. Hmm. So we're going to make it a focus to make sure that they felt they feel included because we have no intention of making people feel alienated. We want everybody to be involved. And I think that's really as a realtor, that's how we should be. We right. should we should be open to whoever wants to buy a house, when they want to buy a house, how we get them there. You may not be ready to buy a house right now, but like, let's figure out what we need to do to get you there. If it's five years from now, let's start now. Right. Let's mm-hmm. figure out how to save that money. So that's kind of you know I want to make sure everybody's included and and able to do what they want to do. And homeownership's not for everybody. Not everybody wants to buy a house. Right. Perfectly fine. I got right. friends that are lifetime renters. They're happy. Right. Yeah. I'm happy for them. I don't want to cut the grass. <laughs> I don't cut my grass. $35 a week. Man, you got a deal. It's just the front yard. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, speaking of YPN, I mean, I know that's something you're pretty passionate about, and that's kind of how you and I met. Mm-hmm. You want to tell us a little bit about where that passion and where, you know, what what value it is that you see in YPN and why you are so committed to it? Yeah, I love YPN. Um, next year, um, I will be, well, 24 this year. I will be the director liaison for local YPN. I will be the vice chair for Ohio YPN. And I will be an advisory board member on the National Shoot. Association of Realtors YPN. Um, I think part of it is association involvement. Um, a lot of people don't think they have time for it, mm-hmm. but you do, you have you time do. for it. Um, you have to make time for it. Sometimes I've got three emails from Nikki at the state. Uh, she's great. She's our staff for YPN at the state. And, um, I got three emails from her yesterday and Thursdays I take the day off. 
there's my day off. I haven't responded to her yet. I will this afternoon. Um, but I feel like the involvement just in general in the association has really grown my business. It, mm -hmm. it has allowed me to network with agents in the city. And I, I didn't understand why I would need to do that when I started real estate. Right. Yeah. And it makes so much more sense now that I'm a few years in why I want to network with agents locally. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, again, I want everybody to be happy. I want to be friends with everybody. That's part of it. Um, but the other part is I want to make sure that I'm representing my clients the best that I can. And if I don't know the agent that I'm calling, I'm not going to get the best information possible. Um, I hopefully will, but right. there's a chance that, you know, if I know them, I'm going to get a little bit, right. maybe a little bit more information. Um, and I'm not using them for that, but I'm, I've built a relationship with them. They know that I'm, I'm good people. Um, and I'm not going to take advantage of them. Mm -hmm. So I think just in general, uh, association involvement is, is very, has been hugely helpful. If you look from 2017, when I first got involved and, and it's all Michelle Billings fault. I love you, Michelle. She's Michelle a, called she's me. A wonderful woman. She called me and said, we think you'd be a great vice chair of YPN. Are you on board? And it was a personal phone call. And I said, well, yeah, I'm definitely in for that. And this was 2017, 2016. All I did with YPN, I played kickball. Yeah. I went to a couple of meetings. I played kickball. It's like, yeah, we easy. Sure. Um, we've transformed significantly from them, uh, from then. So, uh, from then I've, I've learned that we need to pull ourselves as the committee away from being known as the party committee. Can we have happy hours? Yes. Let's make the happy hour mean something though. Let's mm -hmm. team up with realtors with heart. Let's team up with community outreach. Let's go do this event mm -hmm. that has meaning. Right. Um, the other big thing on that is, is pulling new agents up mm -hmm. um, and, and, and really making sure that they understand what the association is, what the association does. And if they want to be involved further, great introducing them to new committees so that maybe they can find their passion. If somebody's passion is community service, we've got a committee for that. Right. Um, we've got two. We've got Realtors with Heart and we've got um, community outreach. So really, maybe maybe diversity is theirs. So we, we put them towards diversity. Um, I'm still working to find what my other passion is besides YPM, but I've really, I'm really passionate about that. Um, and one of my pins is Ignite Others. Um, and that's Tracy Casper, NAR's president, that's her her thing this year. Last year was riding with a brand. This year is ignite others, pull others with you, bring them with you, help people. Mm -hmm. um, one of her big things that I'm involved in is bringing financial literacy courses to high schools. Um, oh, they want to touch like 23,000 high schools around the country wow. before the end of the year, which seems like a big feat, but they have a program that's a 15 minute program, a 30 minute program or an hour long program where you can get with superintendents and pick, pick a high school to go to. And we're focusing on 11th grade students. Again, I mentioned I graduated high school in the early 2000s, which doesn't seem that long ago, but it was 20 years ago. Um, but they- um, we'll edit that out. Yeah, go ahead and edit that, <laughs> cut that out. Um, but the credit report thing that I mentioned in my 20s, I didn't realize in my 20s how important a debt like student loans could be on your mm -hmm. credit report sure. and what implication that has on your future. 
because I didn't learn it in, in school. Nothing right. against Fenwick. They didn't teach it at Moeller. And then they don't, yeah. they, they just didn't, they didn't they stopped teaching it in the nineties for some reason. Well, and finance is scary when you're a high schooler. Yeah. Like it's mm -hmm. like, that sounds like a foreign language. I don't want to learn it. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. And I'm not the best at giving advice on how to follow a budget. Yeah. I can put one together. Sure. Following it. A <laughs> little willy nilly there. I'm working <laughs> on it. Um, but I do, I do think that it's very important for that mm -hmm. from a, from a perspective of a high school student uh, knowing that, but I also, from a perspective of a real estate agent, a new real estate agent, I think it's important having somebody there that's, that started in YPN that's in YPN that's now I'm on the board of directors, which we might want to edit that out too, because there's some people that are mad at us, but um, we also, I, I'm also on national, I'm on state associate, like I'm, I'm, I'm highly involved and, and there's people like, oh my gosh, like you're, you're willing to help me. Like, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, if I, if I don't have time, we'll find time that I will help you. Um, and I think we need more of that. I think we need more of the people in this industry that are willing to help other people in this industry instead of just helping themselves. It's good to help yourself, but it's also good to pull people along with you. Absolutely. I just find that it's, you know, when stuff hits the fan and certain things happen and it's, it's a, you know, it messes with your day-to-day -day operation, you know, what type of emotion is going to come out of somebody? Is it going to be, is it going to be a productive emotion or is it going to be a reactive, you know, um, emotion? And, and I think that, um, given the light that Cincinnati has been in you guys have you guys have really stood your ground and done a great job so um thank you for that but then also you know for the people who who've been the emotional reaction to this you know I hope that you can understand that it's um it's not anybody's fault like it's mm -hmm. it's, it's not it's not Andrew Hersey who said hey we wanted you guys to to take our MLS yeah, you know yeah. like come on like, most of us are active agents the yeah. ones that are not are managers yeah. managers probably have it worse mm -hmm. because they're dealing with 20 or 30 agents like what's going on why right. why is this like this whereas me as an agent yeah i do 15 million dollars this past year did it suck at the end of the year <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. it did it was very stressful i've got new gray hairs <laughs> all in here if i don't shave yeah and i'm 37 but it's also something you probably learn about yourself too. Like you, you go through some adversity in sports or in life or in business in this, in this, you know, specific example, you go through some adversity in business and how do you react? You know, like mm -hmm. we've been able to see how certain people react. We've been able to see how other people's react and there's been very positive and very negative aspects to both. But I think that, you know, when people can sit back and reflect, maybe it's a learning opportunity, you know? <laughs> And we also have to keep in mind that the real estate market in general has been slow. Yeah. It got slow on the coast over the summer and it was still rocking here. And then we're always two or three months behind the coast. Yeah. We see the slowdown two or three months after them. Uh, it happened to be right in the middle of a ransomware attack yeah. and switching MLSs and, and all the stuff that happened happened all at once. Mm -hmm. Um, we had to work harder um, and, and, and going back to being involved in the association, um, I'm always busy. And I feel like if I'm not, I start to freak out. Yeah. And I think a lot of people got unbusy and freaked out. Yeah. Um, 
I try to keep myself busy and keep myself motivated and keep myself always something to do. Um, that's just how I am. That's how I operate. Not everybody, I get that not everybody operates that way. But I think we saw a slowdown that was going to happen, whether it was Rapitoni or Perchwell. Right. And I think a lot of people with the change um, and the slowdown got very emotional. Sure. And I completely understand it. Mm -hmm. But instead of getting emotional, I got busy. Yeah. I made myself busy. Yeah. I was trying to find projects to do that's awesome that i don't have time for but i was <laughs> trying to find just keep keep myself busy because the busier i am here the busier my business is mm -hmm. yeah well and as a person who tries to help promote and strengthen the top agents in the market you know um i just wanted to say thank you for championing that and and making sure that you're you're part of the solution so um there's probably not a lot of people out there saying thank you, so thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Really. And yeah. to everybody else on the on the board. Seriously. So. Genuinely. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, so I'm kind of curious too, like we you know, we've talked about your experience that you brought in from being a bartender and, and I think that that is a huge piece, like just how you're able to talk to anybody mm -hmm. and you know how to adapt. What do you think, I mean, is that your secret sauce or what do you think is the key that has made you one of the top producers here in Cincinnati? I think partially the experience and, and the adaptability. Yeah. Um, I would say mostly the way that I run my business. Um, I run my business based off of building relationships. Mm -hmm. I had a buyer's agent um, last year and it, it went well, but I didn't like it because I didn't get to know my buyers i didn't get to know my clients mm -hmm. um so i feel like i missed a whole year i had a whole bunch of time that freed up but i feel like i missed a whole year of building relationships with yeah. buyers um and and for me that's that's a big deal i i want i want to have those relationships with my clients i do pumpkin pies every Thanksgiving. I just sent out holiday cards to all my clients. I'm getting, uh, you know, we did, we did, uh, baskets, um, that, um, Mrs. Petrelli, if you've ever been to Petrelli's and Mason, uh, they closed during COVID. Mr. P and Mrs. P were my teachers in grade school. Uh -huh. And, uh, Mr. P does my closing gifts. He hand pencil draws, pencil stitches, the houses oh, frames cool. them. And I give them to clients as a, as a housewarming gift. Um, and they, she still makes her spaghetti sauce, which marinara sauce, which is it's good. I'll try mm, to get you guys market that. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm giving, I'm, I, I gave away baskets over the holidays for that. One of them is a wine basket. And then I had three baskets that were pasta that they imported from Italy, yeah. uh, snacks that they imported from Italy, their sauce, a bottle of wine, one of his drawings of Italy. So Italian baskets. Um, I try to do stuff for my clients every single month. If you have a birthday and you're my client, you get a birthday card, yeah. handwritten by my mom. And <laughs> I used to do that. I I get three letters and I'm like, oh, arthritis. <laughs> oh god, the cramps. Um, I don't know how we used to write in grade school, but um, but my mom my mom hand writes them. We put a, a Starbucks gift card in it so you can get some Starbucks on your awesome. on your birthday. We also do the same thing for purchase anniversaries. Um, 2021, I gave away a trip to Jamaica. Um, oh, nice. I remember when you did that. That was awesome. I think I'm going to do that again next year. That was a really good idea. 
maybe Stay tuned. we'll have to see it's a write-off um, <laughs> <laughs> um but no i i did that in 2021 uh, um i always try to have something focused on my past clients my sphere mm-hmm. um movies run out of movie theater mm-hmm. um if anybody has a million dollar listing that they want to put on the market i'll do a botox party um that seems to be a popping thing yep. going on right now yep. um but i always try to i've really gotten good at at narrowing down my marketing spend and and my my ad spend and things like that to focus on the people that have trusted me mm-hmm. continually right. and that have sent people to me yeah. um that's very important to me i think that's kind of I don't want to say sets me apart because I know other agents do that as well. Right. But I have a key. calendar of things that I'm going to do every single month of the year. Mm-hmm. And it all involves past clients, sphere, or my farm, yeah. which is my neighborhood that I live in. Sure. And the neighborhood my mom lives in since she's licensed as well. We really are focusing on those. And that's where most yeah. of our business is. That's where most of our business comes from. Mm-hmm. And that's where I, I don't necessarily want to you know, I don't want to go on Google ads and right. spend a bunch of money to get somebody that, you know, doesn't trust me or doesn't want to work with me. I want somebody that I worked with to say, Hey, this is who you got to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I love that. I love that mentality, dude. Cause it is, you're going against the grain, you know, like people get to a certain level of success like you have. And it's like, all right, we recognize that. Now let's buy, let's get a buyer's agent and I'm going to focus more on the listing and this, this and that. And, overall health of the business but you recognize that you missed that Mm -hmm. like you enjoyed that so like i'm assuming the majority if not almost all of your all of your business is referral based at this point or pretty darn near close with your farm and and everything so like having that mentality to 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 consciously say actually i want to work more because buyers agents are out more you Mm -hmm. know you're driving more you're you're showing stuff and um that is that is noble man like that's awesome i love the fact that that alone will guarantee your referral partners yeah you know like that alone when people see you grinding for them and it's like well in 10 years they're gonna sell their house and it's like it's a no-brainer at this point yeah Andrew's the guy. So, mm-hmm. and and I always try to stay in constant contact without over being overbearing because yeah. you can be overbearing. Sure. Um, I sold I sold cars too. I didn't mention that I sold oh, cars for you're like totally nine lost months. over yeah. that. Almost a professional skier. <clears throat> oh, no, that like, was we almost died. Um, <laughs> it, we we yeah. I skied for the first time in my life, and I'm like, Andrew, do you know what you're doing, dude? Can I follow you? He's like. Oh, dude, it's been about 20 years, but you could, Eighth grade. You could, you could follow me if you oh, want. Wow. I was like, well, then can we just die together? Yeah. And he was like, oh, was yeah. Just, was this a Perfect North or where yep. were you guys? Oh, oh, yeah. It wasn't a real ski range. It was Perfect North. Was, I mean, was, Perfect North is real. It was scary as hell for me, dude. I would not go to like, my I sister mean, is in Denver, lives in Denver, and she's got a ski pass. Mm. No, thank you. Wouldn't I would do it. I would do it, but I wouldn't feel set. My ACLs right. just grab drinks and be yeah. real mad at me. Yeah, grab drinks in the tavern or whatever yeah. that's called. You'll be in the lodge. Yeah, the lodge. Yeah, you'll be in the fire with a the hot lodge. toddy or something. The my lodge. pinky up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that's it's it's. I did not. It's not that I didn't like last year. Last year was a great year. I didn't like how it ended up when I went to make phone calls this year and text messages this year for for the pumpkin pies, right. um, because I feel like I dropped the ball 
on building relationship with some of my clients. Mm -hmm. So if you're one of those, I'm sorry. I want to be friends. It's going to be better it, moving forward. It will be better moving forward. Promise. Um, and, and I like the way that we're set up now. My mom is licensed. So if I'm not available to show a house, my mom can show a house. I don't have my mom going out on first showings and, and meeting new people. Um, I, I don't even like to ask her to go show houses. Um, she does a lot of my, she, project manager so sure. like hey i have this great idea i've had great ideas for five years that have never happened yeah i'm just not good at executing the ideas but what she'll do is she'll put a spreadsheet together and it'll have this needs to happen in order for this to happen it'll have sequences oh, wow. in my adhd brain it's a checklist it's brilliant yeah. it's what i need yeah um i, I work need that. i work off a checklist no I, tom ferry is like don't have a to-do list i'm like it's not a to-do list it's a checklist it's different like <laughs> yeah. i need this fooled you buddy yeah <laughs> um uh it's it's very she's good at the things that i'm not good at and i'm still going out and, and showing houses to clients but if i have two clients who want to see a house at the same time i'm not neglecting one of them mm -hmm. which is a big deal yeah it is well, is there anybody else on your team or is hmm. You guys. I, I work with a lot with um, Ginger's my manager and uh, Taylor uh, in my office will help um, mm -hmm. if if I need somebody like for a showing. Sure. Because um, sometimes we do travel as a family and my mom will be there right. and there's nobody to show oh, house. Oh God, mom. Why God. are you on the beach with me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mom, I need you to, oh wait. Um, you texting your mom on the beach right yeah, next to you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I uh, Taylor's been a huge help. Kelly Whalen. Kelly's been doing real estate for thirty plus years, and she's been a mentor to me, and um, and she really will help me. And I have to force pay her. That's she awesome. won't let me pay her to That's to help. Nice. Um, Larry Trames the same way. I've got a great office of people mm -hmm. that have so much experience that I can just feed off of. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes I need that balance because sometimes I think I'm always right. I think it's... That's human nature. It's, it's, a, it's a man you thing. You always learn from your <laughs> mistakes thing. though, man. Yeah. And I do. Um, and, and I learn to ask questions. I yeah. don't always like the answers. Um, you can ask Mark Meinhart. He's my broker. I'll call him and be like mad about something. He's like, well, actually, I'm like, no, Mark, they're not right. I'm right. Um, <laughs> but then in, the, in the end, <laughs> yeah, in the end, he is a calming voice that tells me, that, you know, he, here's the deal. Yeah. Here, here's the deal. And I need that. I think we all need that sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I really, if, if there's any new agents watching or listening, Find a mentor, find mentors. Mm -hmm. um, don't just have one person as a mentor, have multiple. Um, steal ideas from people. I R&D so much, and that's uh, rip off and duplicate. So it. much. Um, national conferences, Tom Ferry events, NAR stuff. People are throwing ideas around that they're doing in their market that are unheard of here. Mm -hmm. Do you think I just came up with the idea to give away a trip to Jamaica? Right. No. That was from somebody else. Uh -huh. um, all of my great ideas come from listening to other people and getting ideas from other people that are doing it and mm -hmm. doing it well. well. We talked about that, like going to events. Sometimes you, you learn the most by sitting around and having a beer with somebody yeah. who's in a different part of the country doing different things. You exactly. know, like that's phenomenal, man. I don't, I don't want to do the same thing that everybody here yeah. is doing. How do you set yourself apart? And that's, yeah. I mean, so you, you're like multifaceted, like you're helping the real estate community locally while helping your business grow you know that and that's that's great man so, yeah i love it thank you it's fantastic well i want to transition to ask you for some advice that you might want to share for buyers and sellers 
But before we do, we just want to give a quick shout out, a thank you to Back to Back Ministries, whose podcast studio we're sitting in right now. Uh, so Back to Back Ministries is a global nonprofit orphan care organization with their sights set on providing care for today and hope for every tomorrow. From Cincinnati, Ohio to Hyderabad, India, staff teams around the world are stepping into hard stories and choosing to stay. To learn more about the work Back to Back does, how you can get involved, and why a global team won't stop until every child is known and loved, visit backtoback.org today. So we're super grateful to Back to Back for this space. Um, It is perfect. perfect. But with that done, I want to ask you, Andrew, if you want to share any advice for buyers and sellers in this market that we're in. Be patient. I mean, sellers, buyers have been patient. They've had no choice in the last, I'd say, five or six years. You yeah, had to be patient. Not kidding. That first house that you saw that you loved, somebody else loved it $10,000 more. <laughs> they loved right? it before you got <laughs> the car to go see it. Exactly. <laughs> so patience is, is incredibly important. Sellers right now, being patient, having an understanding of rates where they are. Mm-hmm. Eight down to seven is a huge jump. Um, and that's going to be hugely helpful if we can continue to yeah. sounds like it's trending that way fingers crossed yeah um day to day um yeah but but the the patience and understanding that yes the house next door sold for 450 a year ago when rates were four and a quarter four and a quarter versus um eight percent um i mean let's look at a six hundred thousand dollar house um your your principal and interest in January of 21, when the rates were at their lowest, it's about $2,200 a month for a $600,000 house, $600 loan. Right. And then if you look at it at 8% for that same $600,000 loan was about $4,200 a month. It's $2,000 a month or $720,000 over the life of the loan. You have to understand that these buyers are looking at that and weighing their options and maybe not being as aggressive as they were when the rates were two, three, four. Sure. Because they can't afford to be. <laughs> because they can't afford to be. Um, I'm having conversations if the house has some updates that need to be done. Um, maybe do the updates because you could get away with it a year or two mm-hmm. ago of having some updates that needed to be done. But right now, if you're buying a house and your mortgage payment's now $2,000 more a month, you don't have the money to sure. do the extra work that needed to be done before. Um, patience is very important and making sure that uh, for us as agents, we need to be educating the, the buyers and sellers on the changing market. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a buyer consultation before I go show houses to buyers and I will sometimes do two or three before they're ready to go look at a house because we may have started a year ago and guess what's changed the entire market. Everything. Right. <laughs> so let's. Let's have another conversation. So now that you're out here and we're looking, we'll skip over the contract stuff. You, We went over that. You understand that. Let's go over what the market's doing. So it's a skimmed down version. Mm-hmm. But really just ask questions too of us. It's our job. Um, I would rather you ask me a million questions in 20 different ways and me answer them for you, then you to go to Google and find out what somebody from California said we should be doing in the Ohio market. Right. right. Um, and not even the Ohio market. I don't want you getting information from somebody from Cleveland yeah. right. that's telling you how Cincinnati 
is right now. Um, it's just we're, real estate's so hyper local. You need to have somebody that knows yes. everything, the ins and outs of different areas. Mm -hmm. You can go from a million dollar house to a $250,000 house yeah. two streets over. Yep. Right. Um, Cincinnati's a melting pot. Like it 52 is. 52 neighborhoods. It's like, man. I, I do a lot of driving people around for relocation. Um, yeah. And, and hopes that they move here. So it's time out of my day to drive them around in hopes that they come here and buy a house. Um, and I, it's amazing how shocked people are when we say, okay, yeah, that was Indian Hill. Now we're in Montgomery and we just crossed over into Blue Ash. And then, you know. All within seven minutes. Here's Reading. <laughs> and then if we take it right here, that's Evendale. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's one of those where it's like, it's such a unique city yeah. that, um, you need somebody that knows, knows it. Mm -hmm. So make sure your agent. I love your, I love your thoughts on education. That's so key right now. Mm -hmm. And like re setting expectations for buyers. So smart. Yeah. You know, like, Hey, yeah, we talked last year, but yeah, let's talk. Yeah. Yeah. And we could do a whole so podcast smart. on, uh, on uh, buyer buyer consultations and yep. buyer broker agreements because I've been having my buyers sign buyer broker agreements um, pretty consistently since 2019. And that's something that's gonna come up with, um, with everything going on with lawsuits and things like that. Um, if we want to be representing a buyer and ensure that we get paid for the work that we do, we, we're going to need to keep in mind that that we may need these buyer broker con contracts and it also sets my clients on a different level with me if right. you are a if you are a client and you want to see a house at six o'clock tonight i've got plans at six but my plans can go to seven but if you're a customer and you're not committed to me mm -hmm. i'm available tomorrow morning at 9 30 10 o'clock yeah great and i don't know if the house is going to be there right. and that's that's just how I run my business and I don't do it to be rude. But if, if you're not committed to me, there should be a mutual necessarily respect. committed yeah. to, yeah. I'm committed to you, right? but I'm not going to drop everything I have to go rush mm -hmm. to your beck and call. Yeah. yeah. I used to year yeah. one and two, Whew. whatever you need. Yeah. But I think you should do that year one and two. I think you should just to learn. hustle. Yeah. Just hustle, but hustle smart. Like you are you're still hustling. You're just, you're just hustling smarter. Right. I have you my know. time blocks and I, I, I am getting better at following my time blocks and giving myself a day off a week. And that's another thing as realtors that we forget to do. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden we just work Monday through Sunday. Mm -hmm. And even if it, I'm not working a nine to five Monday to Sunday, but right, right. I, I was up until 1130 submitting an offer last night at a showing that I had at 730 p.m. Mm -hmm. on your day off on my day off. <laughs> I, I took the rest of the day off oh, that's good. <laughs> so but yes it's it's one of those and and take care of yourself realtors like i go work out three four five days a week if i can and there was a point where i started to feel like i was dragging with everything and once i got back to working out and kind of watching what i'm gonna eat, i think i'm gonna go get skyline for lunch today which isn't really watching what i eat you want to go get Skyline? It's a good go cheat day. I'm in. Let's Lucky. go. Uh, it's a cheat day. See, I'm I go. should be listening to you, you know, Back in the gym. There Let's we go. go. We go to the gym later. We'll go to Skyline <laughs> for lunch. But um, I really think that that 
taking care of yourself and and since i started to get back to the gym and be consistent and put it on my schedule um i've felt a lot better and i've been a better client or better agent to my clients and things like that um business like owner, a direct doing reflection s- on your yeah. mental health too oh yeah it's yeah, all yeah. connected although the kids just drain that right out yeah. as soon as i build that up yeah so I go to the gym at nine when they're at school. So I at least have half a day yeah. of some sanity. There you go. Man, it has been a pleasure, Andrew. Yeah, thanks for having, having me. Having you on here. Yeah. It's been awesome, dude. Really, I've really enjoyed getting to know you. You're just a, you're a, you're just an awesome, awesome personality, man. And so easy to connect with. Um, it's it's obvious why you're successful. I mean, and, and you're networking. You're all over the place. So congratulations on how fast you got to where you want to go. And, you know, maybe you're, you're still shooting for the stars, which is great, but, um, you know, it's not easy to do what you've done. So congratulations with everything, man. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you. Awesome. Boom.